Welcome to the Matt Mosley Show. Yeah, and if I recall correctly, that's the place where they had some issues with the water. Uh, people couldn't take showers, and I was at one point offered, they said, now what some of our guests have been doing, Mr. Mosley, we can offer you, here's a bar of soap, and you can go bathe in the swimming pool. And, I, you know, <laughs> there I was at ESPN.com. You know, we think we're at the top of the mountain, and, and that's what yeah. we were <laughs> That's what we were dealing with. And then, as only I could do, uh, Jeff, in typical Mosley fashion, I, of course, turned my faucet on, uh, never turned it off, because no, no money, no water was coming out. When they, when the water came back on, I think I flooded three floors. Uh, they may have had to shut down that area of the, uh, <laughs> of the hotel. <laughs> this is the Matt Mosley Show. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. It's Matt Mosley. Hope you had a wonderful weekend, and uh, it's the uh, Mosley and Simcox extravaganza. Stevens had a big weekend. We've, uh, like a lot of you, we took in the Super Bowl, have a lot of Super Bowl talk, and we've got uh, a lot of things to get to, a lot of interesting things that uh, transpired, including the Dallas Cowboys with a uh, oh, just another embarrassing moment for this franchise, and we'll tell you about that. They just can't even they can't even make a hype video without some form of controversy uh, taking place. So we'll take a peek at that and see what's going on in all those uh, worlds. But uh, we begin today, Stephen, with more uh, negative uh, news. On the Baylor basketball program, you say, what's negative? I mean, it's number two team in the country. They continue to be up there right at the top. But uh, obviously the game was not held Saturday. The game had already been called off. Uh, the midweek game had already been called off, uh, the Oklahoma game. And now there are more games that are being called off and uh, – Stephen, if you'll step into the uh, the newsroom, there are the Allen Samuel Studios. Check, put your news breaking hat on, and uh, if you will let everybody know now that this breaking news has occurred. And by the way, we ain't we are the uh, it's the first local voice you hear of the day. It's Mosley and Simcox, so we're here to bring you up to date on everything. But boy, this record breaking season that's taking place. Baylor on its way to its first conference title in the Big 12. So exciting. It uh, Obviously, the women win it every single year. But men, it's been, um, well, it's been tough because Kansas pretty much won it every single season. And the men are sprinting toward a conference title. Stephen, um, we got the news earlier today, and it just wasn't fun news. Uh, that uh, more bad news for the uh, Baylor program. Uh, bring us up to date, Stephen, on there are additional uh, road games uh, and home games that have now been knocked out for the number two Bears. Three more games have been postponed. Uh, Saturday's contest against Texas Tech, which was supposed to be their return to action, has been postponed, as well as two games uh, next week against West Virginia, one on the road, and one at home. So that's uh, five games total um, that have been postponed since the shutdown, Matt. And their next game on the schedule is now February 20th 
at home against Oklahoma State. My goodness. I mean, Stephen, what are we sitting here today? I mean, that's we're we're almost two weeks away from that, and um, it it takes you a while, obviously, to get going again. Now, as the way I understand it is, if there's a coach, obviously, Coach Drew would fit into this. If you've had COVID, uh, you can hold. Uh, individual workouts with people who are in contact tracing. And, um, you know, obviously we know there were several Baylor players that were in contact tracing. Those players uh, can have individual workouts with a coach who's had COVID, and Scott would fit into that category. We will uh, try to learn more about this moving forward, but this is uh, unfortunate uh, for a team that – Again, has everything ahead of them. Three-and-a-half game lead to Big 12. Has just destroyed everybody. What will this do? What will this uh, What will this do to the team chemistry? I mean, you can't help, but it's not like you can just all get back together on the day you all come off of uh, COVID, whether it be contact tracing or whether it's actually players who have COVID. Uh, I, Stephen, if I'm, I'm looking for silver linings. The only silver lining I can give you on this is that from a herd immunity standpoint, you may get to the point where there's barely any players in that rotation who haven't had it. And what that certainly means is that uh, by the time you get to the tournament, pretty much everybody on the team has had it. Now you say that, well, Matt, that sounds kind of cavalier. Well, of course, I, I say that while noting that uh, we have not heard uh, the other day, I had uh, been told that everybody, no major symptoms for anybody. So the key, of course, is whether it be coaches, players, uh, administrative staff, whoever surrounding the team, trainers, athletic trainers, that everybody's doing okay. We want to always pay attention to that. But if as long as everybody's feeling okay, then if everybody's had it, then, you know, you should feel okay about the immunity that you have going the rest of the season, whereas maybe this, you know, it's better to have this happen now. Now, the tough part of this is, Stephen, you just don't want as, as positive as I can try to make it. I mean, a a five-game, a five-game, uh, five games missed to try to kind of kick things back into gear after that, I would think would be extremely difficult. And then you have to wonder, okay, how many days of practice time could you have heading into that February 20th ballgame? <clears throat> now, Stephen, so we have this straight in our minds. So who would that February 20th game be with? Oklahoma State. Okay, so you've already had the one game against Oklahoma State. That's not an easy team to come off of this namely because, Stephen, uh, Oklahoma State is deep. Oklahoma State is extremely athletic. And the last time you played them, they gave you a little bit of a difficult time without Cade Cunningham, their star player, who, by the way, did not play that great the other day against Texas. They still found a way. Texas just, ooh, that was really ugly the other day. But they were without him, and they were without uh, Rondell Walker. 
Um, is it Walker? Anyway, Ron, they were without their fourth leading scorer. I think it was Rondell Walker. Uh, Cade Cunningham and Rondell were, were missing in that ball game. So you would, you would likely get a full-strength Oklahoma State team coming off barely any practice on the 20th. Now, Stephen, one thing we need to do to put this in perspective for our folks is look at the longest absences anybody else has had. Now, I would say University of Texas, I know they at least missed two games. West Virginia had to shut things down earlier this season, and I would say they missed maybe as many as three games. I I don't have much uh, experience with any team that's missed five games. And so this is a uh, extremely, uh, I would say, frustrating thing for the Baylor program. The women's program did have to shut it down, Stephen, as you recall, and missed at least a couple of games, maybe three. Uh, I'd have to look at that a little closer. Women are back in action. In fact, over the weekend, had a nice uh, had a nice win and were able to uh, take care of K-State, okay? Anytime you can go to the octagon of doom and get you a win, uh, you feel pretty good about things. And, uh, Stephen, I do have a good feeling about Dijonay Carrington. Carrington. Mm. I'm liking liking this player. Stephen, one thing I demanded and was hoping to see more of was uh, three-point shooting. And uh, Sarah Andrews provides some of that, the youngster from uh, Irving MacArthur. I sound like... Jim uh, Jim Howard on a youngster. He calls everybody youngsters. But I, I when I when I brought up the lack of of shooting from three point range, Jim kind of jumped in there on me and said, "Hey, Moon and Sarah and boy, he brought up Dijonne Carrington." And I said, "Okay, okay, Jim, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was complaining. I was complaining about some of the. I didn't think they had enough perimeter shooting, and I still." Want them to have more, but Dijonay, I'm telling you, she will let it loose from out there. She comes off the bench in that game and has 16 points. I like what I'm seeing. The three-point, I mean, she is not shy. I think she was four for nine in that game, so we'll keep our eye on that. Steven, um, as a man who matriculated at TCU, I know you don't often feel sorry for the Bears, but... I think as a connoisseur of college basketball and a fan of the game, you you are like a lot of us. You want to wring every moment out of this season and enjoy every moment, and Baylor fans um, are so excited about everything going on, and to have a shot at a Final Four and a national title, and to then go through a skid where you just kind of lose control of the season and miss as much as five games. It looks like it could end up being five games. Steven, pretty, a pretty frustrating and disappointing moment for the Bears. It definitely is. And, I mean, you start to question how much time do you have here to get all these games played. Um, it's going to be difficult to come off that layoff, as you just detailed, and immediately sort of be thrown in the fire against Oklahoma State. Earlier when things were shut down, they came back and uh, handled Kansas State really well, and that game was in Manhattan, but I think we all know K-State has had a, a tough season, particularly against this Baylor team. So Baylor's equipped for it more than probably anybody else with their depth and just how good they are, but it's still going to be um, – I, I mean, there's going to be some adversity there trying to get back 
in a rhythm and get back to to what they were because they were starting to round into form and, and seem to be playing their best basketball going into this break. But um, the main thing is, can everybody be healthy? And I guess, yeah, if there is a silver lining to it, maybe this is the last uh, shutdown you have and you can get through the rest of the season without any more of these, these COVID issues. Yeah, it's uh, – I'm with you. It, it's – you know, I'm looking for that upside. I'm looking for that. Um, Stephen, I've had to turn my attention over to North Texas without my Bears, without my alma mater playing because one of my fraternity brothers is obviously the head coach over at North Texas, and so I've been looking over there and uh, to, to try to – and, of course, Lady Bears. I always want to keep up with the Lady Bears and see how they're doing. So I would just suggest, Stephen, during this downtime for Baylor fans who are upset and disappointed and sad about not seeing the Bears, let's look on the bright side. They're going to get this thing together. It's, at least this isn't happening during the tourney. Happen now. Get this thing over with, and then uh, and then fight through it. And the main thing is, are the kids okay? Are the coaches okay? Is everybody feeling okay? That's the that's the question you always want to ask first. If your if your only worry is, wait, I can't see my Bears play. You know, you got to think about the wider concerns here, and and we want to do that. But we also love watching these guys play. So, Stephen, I would suggest doing what I'm going to do. I'm going to pour myself into these next few Lady Bears games. I'm going to get caught up on a few things. I mean, I always keep up. Don't get me wrong. But have I watched every moment of this season? No. No, I haven't. So I got to get. I got to dig in a little bit with this team. All right, Stephen. I've put in for uh, Kim. I don't think. I don't think we're Kim's first priority right now. It's as sad as it is to say that. So, Stephen, here's what I want to do next through Kyle Robards, our 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 good friend. I want to get Dijonay on, okay? Dijonay Carrington. This is my new my new favorite player. All right, let's get to see if we can get her on this week, and we'll have some fun talking some hoops with Dijonay Carrington. Uh, Stephen, I brought up North Texas. I think you have this. This is uh, uh, the the Mosley Simcox show showed up on a TV broadcast this weekend, and uh, in particular, I was mentioned. And it's in relation to a uh, a young man for University of North Texas named J.J. Murray, who I recommended to the UNT staff and has subsequently played his tell off. He transferred from Eastfield Community College in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. And he fought and fought and fought and, and got put on scholarship before this season. I think it was announced in the spring. And it... Uh, he has fought his way onto the team. In fact, now plays 15 to 16 minutes a game. Is one of the most uh, efficient offensive players, a really effective defensive player, just an all-around great kid and a good guard, majoring in engineering. Stephen, let's let our folks hear a little bit about uh, this was uh, Friday night's broadcast. They, they lost narrowly to Louisiana Tech. But at some point... During the broadcast, Stephen, my name came up. Yeah, really interesting story about Murray and how Grant McCasland discovered him. One of his former fraternity brothers at Baylor, a guy by the name of Matt Mosley, who folks in the Metroplex might recognize 
as a host on ESPN Dallas on the radio. Well, mostly also happened to be J.J. Murray's Sunday school teacher and gave Grant McCaslin, his former fraternity brother, a call and say, hey, you got to check this guy out. And that's how their relationship began. Hey, there you go. There you go, Stephen. Sun- it's, it, it, it begins sometimes with Sunday school. All right? And, uh, and J.J. Murray... My my wife uh, Meredith and I we um, we had JJ as a three year old in Sunday school and now he is one of the key uh, role players at North Texas comes off the bench is on full scholarship now and uh, Stephen back in those days uh, he would arrive at Sunday school and he mostly cried the entire time <laughs> did not seem to be a particularly uh, happy child at that point and would crawl up in uh, my wife's lap and and that was the only thing that would kind of comfort him you know obviously at that age sometimes you don't want to be away from your parents mm-hmm. and that kind of thing and so we kind of had to calm him down and and uh and and get him get him turned around but somehow Stephen, that bond you know normally if you have a three-year-old sunday school they don't really remember you later in life and he's just such an unbelievable kid he came up through the youth group at our church and we just stayed in touch the entire time. I watched him in high school, and he became a great. Uh, but he more important than he's, and he is an extremely um, uh, talented athlete. But he's just become an unbelievable young man, and um, he's going to get his engineering degree. And uh, I think right now he's deciding, Stephen, they'd like him to return and play one more year. But he has all these like huge internships, and you know he's deciding, do you want to get on? Do I want to get on with my life? Or do I want to put in one more year of college basketball? And uh, you can understand that. So this would be, I guess, because of all, I think I, it would almost be either his fifth or sixth year of college basketball if he comes back for one year. But that's a nice thing, Stephen, when the coaches are wanting you to use your extra year of eligibility. That is really nice. And uh, that's a really cool story. And now you can add to the resume, Matt, scout. You can tell tell Stretch, please. Please call Stretch today and tell him you were also a scout, a former scout since you got this young man to North Texas and and put him on uh, Coach McCaslin's radar. Yeah, I think Grant would prefer that I kind of knock it off. I, tomorrow <laughs> night I'm going to see a game, and there's a player named Cason Wallace for Richardson that Baylor's in on, and I want to go see him. And then there's a kid that's come out of the blue this year for Lake Highlands who's scoring 24 a game. And so I'm, I'm trying to get Grant to – to recruit him and so i think at some point Stephen grant will say hey matt you you connected once but let's not overdo this you know let's <laughs> let's go easy on let's not put you on the payroll here let's just <laughs> i think scott i think scott drew's just happy i'm i'm not you've moved him. on <laughs> yeah yeah he'd, he'd rather be he and jerome would rather be reach out to grant all right i uh Stephen, fun stuff uh and uh okay let's do this though Let's talk Super Bowl and uh, what happened. What does it mean? What does this mean for Brady's legacy? What does this mean for uh, Pat Mahomes? We discuss next. Nobody has a better selection of light and heavy-duty Ram pickup trucks than Cameron Autoplex, where they say it's always cheaper in Cameron. 
This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm meteorologist Emily Kay. We're seeing mostly cloudy skies to start off the day, but we'll clear out by the afternoon. It will be a mild and slightly breezy day today with highs well above average around 70 degrees and winds coming in from the north around 10 to 15 miles per hour. Tonight, skies will be mostly cloudy with temperatures dropping down to around 48 degrees. Tuesday will be slightly cooler with highs in the lower to mid-60s across the region. Skies will be partly cloudy throughout the day. Rain chances will increase on Wednesday and colder weather is likely towards the end of the work week. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 539 for your forecast first. Plus, check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. At Genco, our goal is to build long-lasting relationships while providing complete financial solutions for each step of life's journey. Our members enjoy fewer fees, lower rates on loans of all types, and higher yields on a wide variety of savings options. That's just a small part of the credit union difference. Visit Genco online, on Facebook, or come by one of our five locations today. Apply online for membership. Genco FCU, my money, my future, my credit union, since 1953. NCUA Equal Housing Lender. Hey, have you thought about buying your first home and weren't sure where to start or if you qualify? Well, it's Matt Mosley from the Matt Mosley Show with Stephen Simcox. NeighborWorks Waco has been assisting Central Texans in the home buying process for the past 27 years, and they are ready to assist you. Not enough money for down payment or low credit score? NeighborWorks Waco has programs that help you improve your credit score, and they help you get the best loan with the least out-of-pocket expense. Plus, to make sure you know what to look for, in selecting that perfect home for you and your family, call 254-752-1647 or visit the website at nw-waco.org to get started. NeighborWorks Waco is currently operating with social distancing protocol in place so that you can access our programs knowing your safety is their highest priority. NeighborWorks Waco is your trusted source for home ownership the right way. Reminder, by the way, that uh, Stephen, the newest member of the Hall of Fame, it, it became official. We knew it was, but he just still wanted to make sure we got confirmation on it. But uh, Drew Pearson, uh, and there was Roger and Jerry Jones to uh, kind of help share the news with him. We saw that video and that big, huge man from the Hall of Fame. What's that guy's name, Stephen? Baker? David Baker. That's he always correct, shows yeah. up on the scene. Uh, so uh, it looks like Drew will join us tomorrow at uh at 120 all right so lock in and you can hear from the newly minted hall of famer drew pearson at uh, 120 tomorrow and then Stephen, i've also put in for uh, a guy who i've gotten to know over the years and just uh, think the world of and that is none other than roger stallback all right seemed like Stephen. it seemed like a good time do you want jerry to now let's focus on drew and roger for now and, uh, and we'll go from there. Stephen, before we jump into the Super Bowl, real quick, a college basketball note. I thought you would like this. 
This is something that came up. Jeff Goodman. Stephen, who does that group he's with now? Is it like Stadium Stadium, or yeah. Yeah. I used to not know what that was, but now they they have North Texas games on, and I'm a big North Texas fan because of my connections to that, uh, you know, now that I recruit for them, Stephen. So I, I'm always watching games on Stadium. All right, Stephen, this is uh, interesting. Um, I'm going to name – I'm going to name some schools, and I want you to see if you can see what what they have in common. I'll just say the subject is college basketball. All right, Duke, North Carolina, Kentucky, Kansas, UCLA. All right, Stephen, what do you think I'm getting at here? Uh, Well, they're all like blue blood programs are having down seasons. Okay. I want to say, but I feel like Kansas is still ranked. Are they all unranked now, Matt? The last time that all five were unranked, Stephen, I believe they are. I believe Kansas, believe it or not, has fallen out of the top 25. Um, Who did they lose to? Did they have another loss? Did they lose to West Virginia? They lost to West Virginia this weekend, yeah. All right. Um, Stephen, the last time all five of those schools, Duke, the Tar Heels of North Carolina, Kentucky, Kansas, and UCLA, the last time they were all unranked was back in 1961. 1961 was the last time for all five of those schools. And I looked it up. Like the next two, right after that is when Gail Goodrich and um, Walt Hazard arrived at UCLA, all right, in two of the greatest guards in the history of college basketball. And they would go on to play. Uh, uh, in the NBA, Walt Hazard. Uh, I guess Walt would have played for the for the Knicks. I guess so. Anyway, um, Duke, North Carolina, Kentucky, Kansas, UCLA, Stephen. They are not in the top twenty-five. Uh, as we told you, Baylor now has three more games that have been postponed. That now makes five. So they already missed one. So now they have four more to go. And it's going to be a long waiting game. And um, Stephen, how many did the did the women miss that one time when Kim had COVID and they had to press pause for a little bit? I only felt like they missed two or three games. You remember that? Yeah, it was uh, it was only two or three games. I think they were out for like a week and then had to come back and play Iowa State at the okay. Farrell Center. Ooh, is that one the one they lost? That was the one they lost. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that's the only way to beat the Baylor women is to have them out for COVID for a little while. All right, Stephen, um, the winners and losers of the Super Bowl, I would just say that before you hit anything, we just need to say that Tom Brady, his legacy was already secure. But, Stephen, this kind of adds another layer. You know, you could always have that eternal argument of, was it Brady? Was it Belichick? Who gets the most credit? I don't really care. I mean, they should both get a ton of credit. This was the 10th Super Bowl that uh, Brady was playing in, which is just insane. Steven, he has won another one. This was his seventh Super Bowl win. That's correct. That now more than seems, any franchise in the NFL. Seems insane. And he goes and he does it with a different franchise. And it's a franchise that really, for the most part, has been 
horrible for a lot of their existence, although, Stephen, since the Cowboys have won a Super Bowl, they've now won twice. They've won two Super Bowls, the one with Gruden, of course, in around 2000 and, uh, and this one. I mean, that's just – that is embarrassing. And, uh, I, in fact, Stephen, that Super Bowl, it was before I was going to Super Bowls, and I watched it with Richard Durrett, the late, great Richard Durrett and his wife. They were newly married. My wife and I were newly married, and Richard and I were working together at the Dallas Morning News, and we went out to their house and enjoyed watching that Super Bowl together. All those years ago, uh, Richard Durrett, a very famous TCU graduate, I might add, Stephen. But, uh, and you know, do you know who is the MVP of that game for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? The Super Bowl MVP that year. Was that Derek Brooks? It'd be Dexter Fowler. Mm. Mm-hmm. No, it was not a well-known player. Yeah, I would not have much, gotten that one. Much like Larry Brown from TCU <clears throat> when he won it for the, the Cowboys, and then the Raiders overpaid him. <laughs> he got huge money for the Raiders. It didn't really work out uh, after that uh, that Super Bowl. But, Stephen, this is a uh, – this. I, I mean, what – where Tom Brady has gone – is to a mountaintop that no quarterback, no player will ever reach again. There are players that may end up with close to as many rings and all that kind of thing. You know, in being on the right team has a lot to do with it. A lot of those New England Patriots have a lot of rings. But this is, from a court, in a quarterbacking standpoint, if you think about it, Breeze got one. Um... Rodgers has one. Marino never got one. Uh, Elway finally came back and, and got some toward the end. Peyton added another one late to get to two. But, Stephen, this is just a, they, I mean, I, I think it's getting to the point, I think for the longest time you could kind of maybe look at Montana and go, okay, Montana obviously had an amazing run. And I, I guess that was, what, four of those, four Super Bowls? Anyway, this is... This is an otherworldly place that no one will ever go to again. And even if you hate, you know, you say, oh, he's a cheater. I hate the Patriots. I hate everything. Uh, Stephen, you have to bow. You have to, I think you have to give him his due. And uh, this, is, this is a GOAT level that will never be reached again. And, and maybe Mahomes will get on a roll. And if he wins two or three more, then we'll have an argument like, oh, he's at least kind of like, he can at least be, you can talk about him in relation to Brady. But to go to Tampa Bay, they had nice receivers, but to bring Gronk out, to bring Antonio Brown back, a guy who'd been out of the NFL, his career seemed like it was maybe over because of all these issues. And then to put him into there, of course, they have Mike Evans and and Godwin and some of these other players, Scotty Miller. But, Stephen, this is I, – I know we need to talk, and we will in this next segment, about what happened in this game and how the defense caused all this. We may even take a few calls. I always like the day after the Super Bowl to let our folks sound off a little bit. But, Stephen, I, I just – I don't think we can discuss this without leading off with Tom Brady and saying he has shown that his greatness – transcends whatever uniform he, he puts on. His leadership, his greatness, his intangibles, all the thing he brings, it's it's to an otherworldly level. And, uh, again, think what you want to think. Hate him if you want to hate him. Hate the teams he's been a part of if you'd like. But uh, I, I think we got to get past all that at some point 
and honor the greatest quarterback career of all time. No, I definitely agree with that. I mean, was it all him last night? No, that defense was amazing, as you said. But still, he played great. And even when he was in New England, there were some of those teams, especially early in his career, where the defense was the biggest strength of that team. But he still played fantastic on the biggest stage. He's won seven. He's been to ten. There's there's nothing like it. There's nothing to compare it to. Montana won four. Um, there have been players that have had great runs, but nothing like this. And now to do it with a different franchise on a team that was seven and five and looked like they were uh, just sort of a middle of the pack team in the NFC, it's incredible. And on this run, he's he's had help. But this playoff run, he beat. Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, and Patrick Mahomes. Uh, you know, Rodgers and Mahomes are kind of the two guys and the new guard that are supposed to be the greatest. Brees at the end of his career, but has had an outstanding career. And he played, but he outplayed all of them essentially and won another title. I mean, I'm not a, you know, I get annoyed watching him every year, but you can't dispute who he is and what he's done. I mean, he's, he's the greatest to ever do it. Is it fair to say, Stephen, that our our show is what uh, is is basically uh, called Tampa Bay and and Aaron that uh, that Tom Brady was going to win it all? Is that a fair assessment? I think so. Yeah, you were on it. I mean, as soon as he signed, you Matt, you're saying like this guy, like this makes the Bucks an immediate Super Bowl contender. And I was like, ah, that seems a little, a little too quick. He, because he did. I mean, he looked bad a couple of years ago. That I'll never forget the image of them losing to the Titans, uh, like fourteen to thirteen or whatever that score was, where they just couldn't get anything going on offense, and it looked like he was done. Uh, but he got some weapons. I mean, he got Bruce Arians in there. Byron Leftwich is his OC, and it was like a suddenly he was a new guy again and was playing at that high level, um, and. Matt, you were uh, you kind of foresaw that before anyone else. Do you uh, do you think that? Well, thank you. That's a very that's a very kind thing to say. Um, I, I'm just it's just one of the most remarkable things to watch all this play out and and uh, and and see it happen and 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 watch a you know him take a philosophy to another program. And then, and then, and that's why. I mean, I, I just think you can use this at all different levels if you get the right voice or you get the right leader. I mean, you get the right quarterback. I mean, you can change things in a hurry. You usually, don't see that with football teams. But I think you had a unique thing here with Bruce Arians, Byron Leftwich teaming up with Tom uh, Brady and Stephen. I, what I'm going to start doing is drinking all that alkaline water. And all that weird guru stuff that he does, I'm a believer, man. I'm a believer in T12 or whatever you call that, the TB12. I, I'm whatever all that stuff he uses. Now I'm already using all sorts of CBD creams because of my broken neck and uh, recovering from that accident. But Stephen, I think uh, I think I'm going to dip into the Brady waters and turn and try to turn back time a little bit. I mean, it was kind of that was it's it's. Uh, it has to be shocking to a young man as yourself in your late 20s to see someone 43 accomplish that. And, and someone who's on the other side of it, who's, a, who's much closer to 43 than I am to you, uh, that's, pretty ama- that's pretty wild, okay? 
I think of Stephen. I think of my broken body right now. <laughs> part of it's just because I had an accident, but part of it is just you. You just think of like sort of going through life and where he should be, and and how, what he should be feeling like. And yet, Stephen, they found a way. All right, let's react a little bit more though. We need to give the defense. We got to get into a little bit of the defense, and then a couple of funny moments from last night. Uh, we need to uh, react to. And we want to hear from you, by the way. If you want to sound off on the Super Bowl, always fun to hear from you. You can call us or text us. Text us on that CNC collision line, 254-662-1660. Is there an opinion you want to uh, you want to express? Or you can call us on that Freddie Kish line, uh, again, 254-662-1660. All that's next. Southwest Sports Medicine and Orthopedics, the team physicians of Baylor Athletics. Our doctors specialize in the diagnosis and treatment of any and all sports-related injuries. Celebrating over a decade of service to Central Texas, our doctors are equipped to handle a wide range of issues. Whether it's your foot or ankle, your hand or wrist, knee and shoulder pain, or you're in need of our arthritis and total joint clinic, trust the doctors that Baylor trusts. Southwest Sports Medicine and Orthopedics, our goal is to get you back in the game. Slovacek Sausage has found a great home in Central Texas, and we're growing with you. We have found so many ways to celebrate all the great things about Texas. Football, family, and friends, and so much more. We have all of the barbecue, specialty meats, and over 35 kinds of kolaches to make your next meal or gathering a great success, and we do all the work. If you're on the road, we have the best place for your pooch to stop and stretch with our beautiful dog park. So with the hospitality of Texas and our Czech heritage, Vitame Vos. That means we welcome you. At Slovacek's, you'll love our sausage. ESPN Central Texas is your flagship station for Baylor Athletics. Like sports, business is about winning. Championship decisions are business decisions based upon what it takes to help your company win. That's why there's UBO Business Services, specializing in helping you win every day by streamlining workflow and allowing you to better communicate within your organization and with your customers. Make your championship decision today with UBO Business Services. Visit them at ubeo.com or call Sean Hunt at 254-772-1600. That is Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, uh, February is the time to come see, oh, man, Alan Samuels in that President's Day event. So great. Uh, certified by J.D. Power again this year. Winner of the Excellence First Award for Excellence for their dealership. And, of course, that's Ted Teague out there, the GEM. Got a great staff out there. Uh, they listen to us every day. The service is impeccable. I mean, it's it's over 50,000 square uh, feet in just all sorts of space. You get in and out. You just feel great about it because they do it in such a safe environment with this uh, pandemic that's going on. They do a nice, nice job getting you in and out, any make or model. And, of course, the Ram truck, the three-peat motor trend truck of the year, uh, that's the 1500 2500 or the big 3500 top safety pick for trucks to be named in 2021 impressive towing capability heavy duty payload blind spot monitoring that's what i need high strength steel frame a very very comfortable ride which sets it apart and of course those jeep products whoa the jeep offers are unbelievable on the renegade gladiators the grand cherokee which i drive and uh, so much more. It is Alan Samuels, your friend of the car business. 
At Bush's Chicken, you can always count on getting the best chicken, the best tenders, and the best tea at the best value. Bush's Chicken, simply the best. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Steven Simcox with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by BP Services. At BP Services, they say your need is our priority. Call them at 254-292-8908. Again, that's 254-292-8908. Tom Brady now has seven titles as the Bucs cruised a 31-9 victory over the Chiefs on Sunday night. The Bucs defense had a great night, keeping Kansas City's high-powered offense out of the end zone all night long. Ian Rappaport from the NFL Network. Reported on Sunday that the Cowboys have no health concerns for quarterback Dak Prescott. Prescott had two surgeries to repair his broken ankle, but appears to be on track for next season. Rappaport also reports Dallas is working on a long-term deal with Dak, but if that can't be reached by the March 9th deadline, they will franchise tag him for a second straight season to avoid Prescott hitting free agency. This time the tag would be worth $37.7 million. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Steven, this is weekend. You spell that W-E-E-K-N-D. You don't put the E in it, okay? It's, it's, it's two E's, no three E's in weekend. And weekend's been around for a little while. Very popular. Um, you know, I don't know what I expected from weekend. I was okay with it. I liked some of the, uh, I liked some of the staging. I liked trying to figure out where he was in the stadium. Stephen, I, I, I later I thought there were some good jokes out there on Twitter that um, that where they were saying that uh, it was supposed to, it was sponsored by uh, Pepsi, but all the songs were about Coke. Because <laughs> apparently, Stephen, I didn't really listen to all the lyrics, but a lot of the, his songs or some of those songs were about cocaine use. <laughs> I thought that was a pretty good joke. That was sponsored a good line. by yeah. Pepsi, but uh, most <laughs> of the songs about Coke. Um, Stephen, what did you know about Weekend? Is it about what you expected? Did you like kind of those zombie dancers, the mummified sort of mask-wearing dancers? And uh, did you did you like their the choreography? Um, and did you kind of like it when he went into that little maze and he was looking at the <laughs> camera? We got some funny kind of memes from that. Uh, but but I mean I you know I got to say I. I know it's the popular thing to do is to get on Twitter and to talk about how terrible something is. I mean, it's just like, literally, that's like a sport in itself. All right, terrible halftime show. All right, that was horrible. But I I was entertained. I, I mean, I kind of liked looking at all the strange stuff that was on my screen. And quite honestly, compared to the non-competitive football game I was watching, uh, I I enjoyed the halftime. I had no problem with it. Although, unlike Bruno or some other uh, big time performers, J Lo or whoever, um, this is not a dancing type person. This is a sing some interesting songs. Songs are somewhat catchy. This is not a guy who's going to cut a rug on you. 
Yeah, I thought it was entertaining. I like the weekend. I like his music. Uh, you know, I hear he's he is a radio top forty type of guy. Um, so I thought it was feel good stuff. The dancers didn't really understand the reference there, but whatever. Uh, I kind of liked when he was in the House of Mirrors or whatever that was. And yeah, you're right. He is not. He's not going to stand up there and dance or play the drums or anything like that, like Bruno did. Uh, but I thought he did a nice job. The audio sounded a little off to me. I don't know like what the deal was there, but it just sounded kind of distorted and um, a little distant. But that's not. I mean, that's not his fault. That's a, a tech thing. Well, that, you're you're a uh, producer, so you you only have an ear for that. The audio, the audio is a little off. Maybe Stephen, you should invest in a new sound system at your house. <laughs> Maybe so. Get a sound you think bar. That could at the be house. it. <laughs> was your dad over there complaining about the sound? Son, this doesn't sound right. He was asking me who the weekend was, and I was trying to give kind of a brief synopsis, and then he said he would rather watch Springsteen. That was that was my dad's <laughs> review of the of the halftime show. Does he like the boss? He likes the boss, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I can understand that. In the past, they have had Rolling Stones and uh, and Paul McCartney and some uh, more traditional or, or I should say more legendary type rockers. Uh, weekend, I would say fine. It was fine. I, I didn't have a huge problem with it. Love to hear from our folks on the CNC Collision text line, 254-662-1660. Thumbs up, thumbs down. Who is your favorite halftime act of all time? And, uh, you know, did, did Brittany ever do it? Steven, I'm just trying to remember. I would imagine she was out there. Now, I remember my, one of my first Super Bowls, of course, was the infamous Janet Jackson. Mm. You said that they showed that up at your church. <laughs> yeah, that was, the last, that was the last halftime show we got. Were you at the Super Bowl that Prince did? Because I, I remember yes. watching that, and, I mean, obviously, like, I was young. I didn't know any of Prince's music, and I wasn't – like I didn't come away like super impressed, but I just remember after the fact, like in the past few years, especially I've seen a lot of pieces about that specific halftime show and how great it was. I believe that was in Miami. I think that was like Colts bears maybe. Yeah. I don't know which one. Uh, I'm trying to think I, I've, I saw Prince. You would think they would have done it in Minneapolis, but that thing that thing may have been after he died. That was really sad. Here in the last few years, we lost Prince. I mean, all these things um, have been pretty incredible. I'm trying to think. One of them, Stephen, it may have been The Who. It was either The Who or The Rolling Stone. No, one of those, one of those games. I hate to joke about this, but I mean, he was fine. He didn't die. But uh, ESPN.com's Lynn Pascarelli had some kind of medical comp- complication. It may have even been a heart attack or something the morning of the game. And so I went. I got bumped up, Stephen, from my usual perch in what you'd call the uh, – uh, where a lot of us get put, you know, unless you're like high, high-ranking. You don't get to sit in normal press box. You get put in the – what do you call that, Stephen? The ancillary s- uh, seating. Um, I just can't think of what remote, some kind of remote seating. Okay. Kind of out in the stadium a little bit, but they have desk space set up for you. Auxiliary. I'm trying, that's the word I'm searching for. Auxiliary space is where most of us end up sitting. And so Steven, I get a text and it was just a really weird thing from the NFL. And they said, given what's happened to uh, Lynn this morning, he was a legendary NFL writer. They said, uh, Mr. Mosley, we're, we're going to let you take Mr. Pascarelli's seat so there I I felt weird that whole game Steven I go I go I have to go sit 
I'm at the 50-yard line in the press box only because one of my colleagues had a horrible, like, had a heart attack that morning. That's what it. That's what it took, Stephen, to get me to get me into that seat. Oh no. <laughs> well, weird. Weird. Weird, weird how life works. We have uh, we have Larry on hold, wanting to talk halftime shows. If you want to take a call, Matt. Who? Oh, oh, tell me who's on. Uh, two five four six six two sixteen sixty. Yeah, uh, bring them on, Stephen. Larry, you're on the Matt Mosley show. What's on your mind, man? Hey, man, you guys missed the best halftime show show of all. You can't compare anybody to Shakira and J-Lo. Oh, Shakira and J-Lo. Bye. Larry, what, <laughs> what year was that? I, I feel like we that's pretty recent. Shakira and J-Lo, that would have been in the last five years, I would think. Yeah, that was uh, that was two Super Bowls ago, I guess. Not Yeah, not last night, but the year before. <laughs> Something about Larry's voice. I did not expect him to say <laughs> J-Lo and Shakira. I thought he would go back, you know, away. Well, I'm not sure Larry was... Listening to the music too much, but maybe I'm wrong. Oh, okay. Larry likes Shakira, some of the moves they had. Stephen, the first ever Super Bowl, I believe, they said the halftime, they let some doves fly out, and then they had one of those jet packs. They had some guy on a, uh, using a jet pack who was flying around down on the field because jet packs were a big thing. They thought that was going to be the new mode of travel 50 years ago or 55 years ago. And, uh, also, one of those that held at, uh, at Rice Stadium in Houston, uh, the University of Texas marching band performed. <laughs> That's how far they've come. Oh, man. Yeah, Just got the pride a, of Austin out there to play a little ditty. Had a, had a marching band. Yes, yes. The University of Texas marching band took the field. So, Matt, yeah. Matt, did you hear this last night? Did you see our, uh, our, our the streaker that ran on the field? Oh yeah, yeah. There was a uh, and it was like they were trying to advertise for something. I think some kind of bad internet porn site or something. And they made their way onto the field. And you, uh, usually the the cameras avert from that type of thing, but in this case, they kind of ran right by the huddle, <laughs> the line of scrimmage. So the CBS couldn't help but pick it up. And uh, and then later, Stephen, uh, one of my favorite broadcasters who was doing the uh, Westwood One broadcast, uh, Kevin Harlan, who, who's known more for his NBA than anything else, but has one of the greatest voices uh, in all of uh, broadcasting. And uh, uh, I believe you have a clip of uh, Kevin Harlan uh, calling the streaker coming onto the field. 5.03 to go. Someone has run on the field. Some guy with a brawl. And now he's not being chased. He's running down the middle of the 40. Arms in the air and a victory salute. He's pulling down his pants. Put up your pants, my man. Pull up those pants. He's being chased to the 30. He breaks a tackle from a security guard. The 20, down the middle, the 10, the 5. He slides at the 1, and they converge on him at the goal line. Pull up your pants. Take off the bra and be a man. And the players with hands on hips at the other end of the field are looking at him and shaking their head and saying, why, oh, why is this taking place in a Super Bowl? <laughs> he's, he's, he's holding a bra. I thought that was one of the better calls of the evening. Like I, <laughs> Pull I would up your pants, man. <laughs> Be a man. Be a man. 
Oh, my gosh. Steven, can you believe that we saw a blowout 20, what was it, 31 to 9? I would say the worst kind of Super Bowl is like the next day, Steven, you're sitting there trying to think of, like when you do radio for a living, and you're and you right before you come on, you're trying to remind yourself of the score of the game. <laughs> that's that's not been a good Super Bowl. No, and it, it really was like you, you just kept sitting there, like okay, is can this Chiefs offense flip the switch at some point? But it was just apparent from the beginning, like there was no way they were going to block the Bucks last night. And credit to Todd Bowles for for getting after Pat and um, you know that that Bucks front seven and defensive line. But it just it never felt like Kansas City was really in that game. It was amazing. Last thing, Stephen, we were out at a fire pit last night watching it, and uh, we wanted to be outdoors and be socially distant. So it was just one other family, and we were obviously sitting apart from each other, and we just didn't want to be indoors. But it, so it was a really beautiful fire pit. It had a TV outside uh, observing it. And, uh, Stephen, I kind of like my whoopee. I have to, because of my neck, I carry around like, well, I have a travel pillow, but I also have a cervical pillow. All right, and that's to put right behind my neck, and when I drive or something, I can lean back on it. I sometimes sleep on it. Uh, it just helps me in my recovery. And the people, we were over at their house, and we, the Jenny uh, Griffin, the uh, uh, she at some point, she says, we're with Reed and Jenny, and Jenny says, oh, no, and Stephen, the, uh, the family dog, Bo, which is a large dog with lots of energy, they got it from Mexico, this dog. It's a huge, I don't know what you call this dog. It's a, it's a nice-looking dog, but it's an enormous dog. Stephen, it had run off with my cervical pillow, which was <laughs> is a foam pillow, and was eating my pillow. So it was, that was a rough way to end the ball game. <laughs> so with about three minutes left, Bo the dog ran off, and, and I just had some nubbins left of the cervical pillow. Oh, no. Uh, Good party, though. Good party. Had all the squares, the Super Bowl squares, and I took some queso, individual quesos. They got individual pizzas so we wouldn't be sharing food. <laughs> I, I tell you, Stephen, you know, you pan, you can have some pretty good pandemic. The pandemic is a good excuse not to go to a lame Super Bowl party where you can't focus, you're talking to people you don't necessarily want to be talking to. You know, though, those those Super Bowl parties always sound a lot better than they actually are. Because you, you end up talking to people and you're not focused on. But when you go to a small, like where only two families are involved, now that's a good party. That's good. That's a good thing. All right, Stephen, all my best. Uh, how's J-Mo doing? Is he hanging in there with this Baylor news? I haven't my seen gosh, him yet. He's going to fall out of practice. We got Think about that. He's missed, he missed a game Saturday. He's going to miss a game Wednesday. He's going to miss three more games. He's going to miss five games. I'm worried that he may forget how to call one of these things. Yeah, I heard he's driving up to uh, do that Lake Highlands game tomorrow. I think he's going to crash at your place. <laughs> he's going to listen to Craig Way just to make sure he doesn't fall out of <laughs> habit or anything. Oh, Stephen. All right, it's been fun. That's a one-hour radio program right there, ladies and gentlemen. That's how you do it. You You can only... Use the allotted time you're given, and I feel like we've used it to the best of our ability. Thanks to everyone who's been a part of this. Thanks for everybody who texted in. We'll have more of your text and calls tomorrow. Uh, it is the Matt Mosley Show with Stephen Simcox. John Morris Show coming up next.